This is Watch the Media. I'm John Schrader. We come your way from the College of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. In our last episode, we posed the simple questions to reporters, columnists, broadcasters, academics. What if there's no college football in 2020? What if there's no NFL this year? ESPN writer Tim Kuhn reminded us these decisions have unintended consequences. Um, if there is no college season, um, I actually see that trickling down to the high school level because I think if there's no high school football season, we might see a permanent closing of a lot of programs in places around the country that aren't quite as football-centric as, say, Texas or Florida or, or even Nebraska. ESPN's Tim Kuhn. Ted Robinson, longtime national broadcaster, including tennis and the Olympics, and a football announcer now for the Pac-12 Network, says the NFL is the only sport that can survive, even thrive, on its television money alone. But he says there's more. The sport of football, and I think this has not been addressed very much at all, the sport of football is the least hygienic of any of our major sports. And that is a challenge that I've yet to hear how football will address this. The actual playing of the games and the competition and practices are incredibly unhygienic. And with a communicable virus going, how is that to be handled? Ted Robinson of the Pac-12 Network. Dan Brown, who writes for The Athletic, looks at it existentially. To me, it's going to be a real psychological challenge for us because I think more than any other sport, uh, football is one where people take risks for our entertainment. Um, that's always something we've been able to turn a blind eye to as a fan base or a media base or uh, just into the football viewing audience. People risk concussions. They risk spinal damage. They risk long-term uh, health detriments that we don't even know about until about 20 years or 30 years later. That's Dan Brown of The Athletic. This time around, we tackled the same questions with a new cast of characters and a few we've heard from before. The participants, and I appreciate all their good work on this project, will introduce themselves and tell us what they think. Hello everyone, my name is J.B. Long. I'm the radio voice of the Los Angeles Rams and also call football for Pac-12 Network. With respect to college football, the first thing that my mind runs to is the potential ramifications for other NCAA sports and non-revenue sports that could be compromised if uh, universities and all of their partners are unable to reap you know, the full financial benefit of a 12 or 13 game college football season. I would hate to see sports like field hockey, rowing, wrestling, even baseball, uh, have their budget slash or even be eliminated uh, at any of our Pac-12 member institutions and really any uh, Division I institution across the country. I would hate to see that happen. So while I'm certainly concerned personally, professionally, uh, for the conference and its universities and certainly the Pac-12 network, uh, I think the potential downside impact that it could have on the athletic department, apart and aside from football, uh, is really concerning.
Hey, it's Michael Severe from 1620 The Zone, Severe and Benning in the morning. Interesting questions on what would happen if there was no college football season, because I think it really is a different answer than what if there's no NFL season. Starting with college football, it would really damage the finances of the universities overall. So we're talking about a percentage of universities that could possibly have to shut their doors, which is a big part of what football means to our country. Sure, it's about attitude, it's about getting us through a bunch of Saturdays during the fall, um, it's about pride in a community. Realize the southeastern part of the country, a lot of its value of who it is is tied to football. Same thing in Texas, places like Nebraska that have really one team they cheer for overall. There's little places like a, a Happy Valley in Pennsylvania that relies so much on what football brings to the community and the economics of that area. Um, There's some places that could probably do okay without college football, but I think it would devastate most universities and it really would destroy, in my opinion, um, a level of uh, joy that we have throughout this country for what college football brings us. On top of that, college football is one of the top three most bet sports in this country. So what that would do for Las Vegas, what that would do for all the new markets that have legalized gambling now, I think it would be devastating for those communities and those states that have decided to use a lot of that gambling money to help fund what their state needed. So that would be pretty devastating as well. If there was no NFL, I think that's a different subject because even though the NFL is obviously very important to the entire country and their markets that are big NFL cities like a Philadelphia, which certainly is bigger NFL than it is for college football. Um, even a Los Angeles, um, what they are now with their two teams and what it means for a place like Dallas and what it means for a place like Houston and some of the cities, of course, like a Chicago. But the thing about the NFL is I think it could survive without a season even though it would still be devastating for us emotionally. I think economically, the NFL could survive better than what could happen if there was no college football season. If there was no NFL, the programming, the networks, I think would hurt the most. Because if you look and check out the most watched shows over the course of a year, out of the top 25, something like 24 of them will be a college, uh, a pro football game that ran on a late Fox window on a Sunday or a Sunday night game or maybe a Monday night game. So I think it would really devastate the networks if we had no NFL. But I think the country overall, the individual markets could survive no NFL better than they could survive or individual college markets could survive not having college football. They really are two completely different sports, even though obviously the fields are the same length and you're using a very similar football and the games are, but the attitudes for them, the values for them, what they mean to the prospective owners of it. The owner of college football is what? The universities, really, above everything else. And then it's the conferences. And of course, it's the fans. The NFL is owned by 32 very rich men who can handle the loss. Uh, the players, of course, would suffer some, but they would make their money up, the majority of them. It would be difficult for a college university, a university or a college, to be able to earn back that money they lost in a year. It'd be devastating for college. It would hurt for the NFL, but I think the NFL would handle it much better, in my opinion, in terms of if we didn't have football at either one of those levels.
Hello, I'm Ann Killian. I'm a sports columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. I've covered sports for more than 30 years. Um, and I recently just completed a series that's running um, all this week, which is the week of May 10th in the Chronicle about what the world is going to look like, the sports world is going to look like post-coronavirus. And I think it's going to be a really different place. I think that anyone who thinks we're just going to open the doors, turn on the lights, and go back to normal in a couple of months uh, is is in a little bit of denial. I've talked to a lot of experts. The thing that's obviously going to be required is testing, 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 hundreds of thousands of tests, probably testing players every day or at least football players um, every week before they get on a field, um, quarantining them before they actually uh, can start playing probably games without fans for the rest of 2020, um, you know, I'm in California, and we have very strict measures. Um, Not everyone has those around the country, which makes college sports a really interesting thing because it will be determined much more by um, individual commissioners of conferences about how and when they get back to playing. Um, And I think the appetite is going to be much greater in places like the SEC than it is going to be in California, um, where Gavin Newsom, our governor, has said that he doesn't envision any big uh, gatherings in the fall of 2020. So that would mean we have four schools in California that are part of the Pac-12. I just think it's going to be kind of piecemeal, which again raises the question of the virus ping-ponging around the country um, in places where there are fewer restrictions and then there's travel and then back to places where there's tougher restrictions. Everyone is predicting, all scientists are predicting another big outbreak in the fall. Um, And I think what we've learned so far is that we should believe the scientists because so far they've been pretty right on the money. And I think we're probably going to not have any fans in the stands for um, the foreseeable future. There are clearly plans being put in place uh, of how to do games with limited fans and social distancing. The Miami Dolphins recently released uh, some plans that showed Hard Rock Stadium would go from 65,000 capacity to 15,000, which if you have ever been in a large stadium with very few fans, you know that that's not exactly a fun experience. Uh, My daughter used to go to Tulane and Tulane before they built their own stadium, played games in the Superdome and they would have about 15,000 fans in the Superdome and it was just very odd and echoey and weird. So it's, it's, I don't know how attractive that's going to be to a lot of people. I think when sports comes back, there is a huge appetite for it. So I think television ratings will be um, off the charts, but I worry for, uh, college athletes because I think that they don't have as much protection. Um, Obviously, they don't have uh, players associations and they don't have collective bargaining. And um, I think that they won't have the kind of protections maybe that they're going to need. I think they need to fight very hard for that. And um, I think that one thing that could happen in colleges if there isn't the same sort of revenue coming in for college football is that we're going to see a lot of uh, non-revenue sports um, be at risk. I think we could also see a lot of uh, contraction in in college athletics if the revenues from college football go down um, because, and I think 
schools that aren't in the Power Five might be at risk of just having to not be Division One programs overall because uh, they're, those schools are struggling to hold on to their college football programs anyway. So I think we're going to see a lot of contraction. I think we're going to see a lot of strangeness. And I think until there's a vaccine, um, I think there's going to be a certain unwillingness for a lot of the public to actually go to games anyway. So I think it's going to have to be, sports is going to have to be consumed in a different way. So we'll see what it all looks like pretty soon here. This is Mitch Sherman. I work for The Athletic. If there's no NFL season, which I think is a less likely scenario than the cancellation of college football, the damage would be more limited to cities and regions that are home to those teams, but in all of those cities, major markets across the country, it would represent a huge loss in civic pride and dollars spent. Again, you'd see tourism hit hard. The restaurants and hotels would suffer. Ad revenue lost by TV networks would be immense. Not to make it entirely a financial thing, but a fair amount of our economy's health is is pinned to the back of football for six months out of the year, and the NFL is obviously the number one driver of that. This is Sam Farmer, and I'm a sports writer for the Los Angeles Times. What would it mean to college football, or what is the likelihood of college football playing? I think with uh, Cal State schools being the first to say they were going all online, uh, announcing that this week uh, is an indication to me that that's the pulling on the piece of loose sweater thread that's going to unravel the the sweater of college football at least uh on the current time frame um i don't think that you can have college football and um and not have students on campus i think if if there's been an ongoing debate about the exploitation of college athletes uh i think you can't very well very cynically say uh, we need the college athletes to show up on campus and to play because they make a lot of money for us. Um, I think you push back the college season ideally uh, if there's going to be college football and maybe have it uh, over the winter months or early uh, next year. but I think there's also a very real possibility that there's just no college football this season. I'd be surprised if uh, there were college football, and I'd certainly be surprised if there were any fans um, allowed into college football games. Um, as far as the NFL, I believe there is going to be NFL football in some way, shape, or form. Um, whether that's with no fans and potentially piping in sound, which I know all the networks are exploring right now, different ways of doing that um, in a way that is not too artificial, which would be uh, fans actually, NBC is exploring fans using an app to create sound, which then would be um, gathered in one clearinghouse and piped into the backdrop of games. or there's the Miami Dolphins model, uh, their proposal to have 15,000 fans uh, 
at each game at Hard Rock Stadium, which seats 80,000 so far under capacity where you could have the, have the fans socially distanced. Um, I think there is going to be NFL football. These are professionals uh, who make a living doing this. Um, and the NFL is going to take advantage of the fact that first they're the last to go uh, of the sports leagues. And uh, they've already pushed forward with free agency and the draft and the creation of a schedule. Now, that schedule's somewhat like an accordion. It can shrink and, and expand, and, and you can move weeks of the schedule to the back of the season. So you can actually start the season later in October or even November, play the Super Bowl in March and collapse by weeks. Um, there's already, with no fans, there's going to be a lot of revenue lost, not just um, the, the, the gate revenue, uh, but there's going to have to be some credits or some paybacks on naming rights, signage, things like that in the stadium. You've got, uh, you've got the club seats, you've got suites, not all shared revenue. So, so individual clubs are going to have a little difficulty, uh, uh, covering the shortfall. I think we'll see the salary cap at best be flat next year and, and potentially go down significantly because um, the players get nearly 50% uh, of that local revenue. Um, one idea that I proposed is that you tarp the seats and use th that tarp as the world's largest green screen and uh, run ads that have to be in coordination with the networks, but run ads on, the, on that green screen um, so I do believe the league is going to move forward with games. Now, does that mean that they're going to play in all the current like locales? That's kind of unlikely. I mean, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California has said that there won't be sporting events until next year in California. So with every NFL game, the league has to have a, a backup stadium. That's the case with every game has to have a backup stadium. Well, for instance, the Rams backup stadium is uh, in Glendale, Arizona, the, the uh, Cardinals stadium. So the Rams could wind up playing their games in the Cardinals stadium. I think you'd have a truncated training camp, um, possibly an abbreviated season, but you'll have some type of season in the NFL. Uh, this is Steve Sippel, columnist for the Lincoln Journal Star. So the question is, what if there is no college football season? Well, I mean, I don't want to get into the level of economic devastation that would result from that in Lincoln um, and, and in a lot of similar college communities. I think that's pretty obvious that it would be devastating to Lincoln economically. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I... I wouldn't be as – I doubt that I would have a job at the Journal Star anymore. I mean, if you want to personalize that, which I don't like to do. But anyway, and then just as far as the NFL, like if there's no NFL season and, co and or college season, again, it's really – I mean, it's a very bleak conversation. I don't really want to go there except to say 
I think this country kind of moves to the beat of the football seasons during the fall. And if you take that away, I think it'd be sort of confusing to people. It would disru- it'd be very disruptive to the country. Um, again, I, I mean, it's easy to focus on the economic part, but just uh, just the kind of the rhythm of this country would be badly affected. And that would be part of my concern. This is Rob Stone with Fox Sports. And the question is, what if college football and NFL doesn't return this season? I'm a half full kind of guy on this subject, and I believe both will return. If they don't return, I think it's a real almost tragic picture that will have been painted for much of our country and those that view our country from the outside that we were unable to contain this and return to the normalcy that we all view as what is American right now in the sports world and that is football certainly it used to be baseball and there's elements of of basketball and soccer that's that's part of our culture now but in the end I think everybody looks to us for your football and I think NFL is going to have a lot easier time returning. They have much more control over all the situations, their stadiums, their fan bases, their schedule. They're all under one unified umbrella. Meanwhile, college sports and college football has been, yes, it's under an NCAA umbrella, but it really has been splintered for so long with conferences in different parts of our country returning at different times. So you're looking at the SEC and the ACC schools at this point, at least, essentially being pretty much open for business as far as the way their states are viewing things. Out West, the Pac-12 schools are already a little behind that curve as far as their reluctance and and willingness to return to normal working type conditions. In the end, college football is not going to return until the students return to campus. But the messages I've been hearing from leaders in that industry more and more is that school will be back in some way, shape, or form come the fall. And that means college football will be back. And that means a, a bigger green light, a bigger return to normalcy will be out there for all of us. Um, college football will not be the same this year. I don't know if it will start on time. I don't know if it'll move to the spring. I don't know if fans are going to be allowed or to what degree. Um, but in the end, we need to see it return. And I think we will see it return to its full normalcy, not this season, but in the upcoming season. Take that bitter, awful, chalky horse pill now so down the road you can enjoy your Flintstones, your gummy vitamin tablets, which are much more palatable. Um, Deal with the ugly business up front and return to better days in the future. Ted Keon, I'm a professor of sports media and the Welch Bridgewater Chair of Sports Media at Oklahoma State University. I'm guessing we will have football, both NFL and college, NFL more likely, uh, but starting on time uh, in late August, early September, maybe too much of a stretch. And the big thing will be, what do you do with fans? Are you going to pack them into stadiums? Uh, that seems unlikely for the early part of the fall. 
So maybe they push them back in both ways. Maybe they start the games, for at least for the NFL, without fans and then hope to bring the fans in by a certain date. But all that's going to depend on how much the curve flattens over the next couple of months. And, of course, the, 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 you know, the big wild card here is could there be, could there be developed a vaccine that is rushed through uh, tentatively? Because, you know, the NFL and NBA players uh, would be getting that first since we saw with the testing of COVID-19 that NBA players were somehow able to get tests all of them uh, that wanted it when they were not available to the general public for the most part. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, the re- most people are saying that a vaccine, most experts are saying a vaccine would take 12 to 18 months to get through, but that doesn't mean that you could not theoretically use a trial vaccine if the Players Association agrees to it, uh, et cetera, and that could change something different. But again, though we're talking about the NFL, those are professional athletes uh, who are doing this on their own volition and uh, in agreeing to the risk. College athletics with this misguided notion of amateurism and not paying the athletes makes that a far more difficult sell to do, uh, even though the coach at the university where I work, uh, Mike Gundy, uh, you know, spoke the truth in saying that these athletes generate a lot of revenue and we need the revenue, so let's have the games and quarantine them. But that is unlikely to happen where you're not going to have college football players playing games if the general student bodies are not back in session. And most universities will decide by mid-May to early June what they are going to do for the fall. Uh, there are all options on the table right now. They could go online only. They could you know, start off online with the hope of bringing back students. They could split the semester or the quarter into two, uh, the first half online. They could delay, you know, the semester not starting till Labor Day or mid-October, et cetera. Uh, all these things would have a great impact on college football, and they will obviously wait to see what the universities are going to do. Uh, and the universities will have to make calls on this by the, by, you know, by the middle of summer because you have to decide by you know no later than mid June whether or not you you know you're going to be starting school in August if that is the plan uh, uh, at least that's what most university presidents are saying per the Chronicle of Higher Education that they'll decide sometime in May or June what their plan is for the fall and then we'll have a better idea of what college football may be doing after that uh, the NFL's idea of potentially playing in a bubble sounds a lot more difficult for them than the the already difficult uh, notions being set out to do that for the NBA and Major League Baseball because of the physical contact, the breathing on, uh, the close uh, contact, and the number of players. You know, 53 players, uh, uh, 32 teams. Uh, so it would be very difficult to contain a spread of a virus in the NFL. Uh, you know, but these are professional athletes that theoretically could agree to that risk uh, with strict quarantine measures. Uh, but the odds are there will be a season played, uh, but the odds are also at this point that it's unlikely to start on time, or certainly uh, in the case of the NFL, unlikely to start on time with fans in the stand. And it's, it's difficult to imagine at this point fans packing in college football stadiums in late August, early September, uh, you know, 80 to 100,000. That, that seems incomprehensible right now uh, with the way the curve is in terms of major cities and the likelihood of it catching fire on college campuses. Hi, I'm Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com. I cover college athletics and college football and have done so at the website since 1998. What happens if there's no college football season? Well, it's already been described 
by uh, Jamie Pollard, the AD at Iowa State, as, quote, unquote, the Ice Age, uh, end quote. Um, I believe in that case, several schools would have to make a decision whether they would even field athletic departments uh, because at the very top, I think some schools would have enough reserve to ride it out. But we're talking about an economic system that is a nonprofit. In other words, every penny that comes in is spent in these these athletic departments and and schools to a certain degree are living paycheck to paycheck. So when that paycheck doesn't come in for football, um, it's a giant hole in the budget. I think in the, in the short term, you'd see schools drop sports. Um, you would see massive layoffs and cost cutting to the point that I think one benchmark would be, first of all, the NCAA rescinding its its sponsorship, sports sponsorship limit of 14, that would have to go away because schools simply couldn't support that anymore. And in a, in a, uh, in an extreme model, you'd have schools sponsoring football without playing it, basketball, and then enough women on the other side to keep in line with, uh, with title nine. But uh, you know, what, what's being said here is even, even if football is played at all, uh, there's going to be a fundamental change in how um, things are done in, in college athletics. I'm not sure what I know all those things are, but I can ex- I can speculate. I, I think sports would would play and recruit more regionally to cut down on travel. Uh, again, there'd be a trimming of what are really bloated um, athletic departments. Uh, in, in football staffs and in and basketball as well and in the FBS layers. Uh, you know, you, you'd have some schools giving up the sport, which means they would give up college athletics. I'm talking about um, football. And, you know, it, 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 this may happen. It may have to happen for all these schools to keep football. There's going to be no money in the athletic department to do it, to make up for that shortfall, I could see schools going into their endowment, which is obviously strictly earmarked for academics, scholarships, and whatnot. Um, I don't know if that would fly at every school. I think it would it would be done at some schools. And coming out of this, we, we'd probably have a further separation of the haves and have-nots, where there would be that reckoning of the top let's say power five schools saying at least out loud or to themselves, why, why are we sharing any money with these, with these group of five schools? Um, I don't know what that would look like that those 64 schools can't break off without someone else to play unless they want to play a power five school every week for 12 weeks. But in, in their, to their, uh, advantage they would you know control all the money which they do now and they'd get more of it um in terms of the nfl it's it's a lot different these are deep pocketed private owners that could actually afford this the the checks they get uh from the tv deal are massive uh they 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 would be able to ride it out i say that with the uh, added caveat that they would be more likely to play because the Players Association wants access to their checks and they can dictate the terms of their 
working conditions, being in a players' union, the the college players can't. They'd be left up to the auspices of uh, of stakeholders in the game, ads and presidents and whatnot, uh, who would be, I think, extremely, extremely conservative in putting teams out there if there's any hint of anyone testing positive because of the liability of such. Uh, same goes with putting uh, fans in a stadium, but but NFL has a better chance to play uh, because players can quote-unquote assume risk at a certain level and they can't sue their employers uh, if they sign off on a, on a collective bargaining agreement that says so. Sorensen, and I'm the deputy editor for Hale Varsity. The best advice I've received recently when talking this through is that I'm not a sports reporter. I'm not a sports journalist. I'm not a sports storyteller. I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist. I'm a storyteller. And we would have to get creative, and we would do that because that is our job as journalists all of the time is to find the stories and to tell them to provide information to the public, and that does not change with or without a college football or NFL season. But I do think about the people that it would have impact on, those who are working in the stadiums to make sure things go on, go on without a hitch, whether that's concession stands, the workers at concession stands, whether that's the grounds crew, there's a number of people that this would impact as well. And so this is much bigger than when we think about the want of just that game on a Saturday or a Sunday, it goes far beyond that. So without it, it could change the way our world functions. And I do think that this is going to have an impact on how athletic departments operate, especially from a financial standpoint going forward. And I do think it could change how the NFL operates from a financial standpoint going forward. And maybe some of those changes will be for the better. For now, if there isn't something this fall, whether it's college football or the NFL, it's going to be difficult. It's going to cause a lot of very difficult decisions to be made and a lot of tough conversations. And that is going to, as a result, change the way the sports world functions and looks, at least in the short term, but potentially in the long term as well. So I'm, I'm grateful that there are people far smarter than me making these decisions and having these conversations, but I'm certainly there to cover it every step of the way. And it's going to be one heck of a story when it's all said and done. From the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in the College of Journalism and Mass Communications, this is Watch the Media. I'm John Schrader. It's Mark Willard with KNBR Radio in San Francisco. The NFL, I, I almost have a hard time wrapping my, my, my mind around the idea that there wouldn't be a season. They'll find a way. They're the NFL. Watch the way that they've handled everything so far. Free agency was coming up. People said, 
Uh, that's not going to look good to be handing out all of these multi-million dollar contracts when people are struggling financially. The NFL said, no, 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 we're going to go ahead and do that anyway. Then here comes the draft, and, and people are like, oh, this is going to be too difficult. This is going to make it hard on the teams. The NFL said, no, we're doing this. They are, they are just bowling their way right through all of this, and I think the same thing will happen if it's not functionally possible to do it by the fall. The NFL has the room and the power and the ability to do it um, if it goes into next January and February and March and April. They absolutely could play a season from, you know, February to April um, and then have their regular 2021 season ready to roll in September. There's a piece of me that thinks the NFL might love that. They could almost feel like year-round football play two seasons in one calendar year, have a good three, four-month break in between where you've got your draft or something like that. I mean, uh, they, they would have content just absolutely going crazy. And, uh, and I believe that they, they would do something like that. They're also lucky that they're the ones right now that are the furthest away. And so maybe in September, uh, we're, we're ready to play some games. The big question for the NFL will be, what if we get to September and fanless sports is available but you have to wait till, say, January for fans in the stands at sporting events. Does the NFL say, let's just wait until we can have fans or let's go ahead and do this without fans starting in September? That's a big question. More of the NFL's money comes uh, away from, you know, butts in seats, if you will. It's more of a TV network thing. So uh, maybe they love the idea that their, their ratings are always huge, but they would be even bigger knowing that everybody's kind of quarantined at home. That'll be a really interesting um, thing if it plays out that way. But I, I, I really believe that uh, the NFL, one way or another, is going to play. College football is the one that, uh, that right now is a little bit of a head-scratcher. My name is Evan Bland, and I am a sports writer with the Omaha World Herald. What if there is no NFL season? Well, I think, first of all, the hurdles uh, to stopping an NFL season from occurring, I think, are significantly less than what they would be at the college level, which is to say I would be much more surprised if the NFL doesn't find a way to play through its season. Um, you know, just think about the things that college football has to work through that the NFL does not. Uh, the NFL is not tied to academia. They don't have to worry about whether students are back on campus. They don't have to worry uh, so much about, uh, you know, commitments maybe they made to parents as, as they're taking care of these 18, 19, 20, 21, 21 year old kids. They're, the NFL is dealing with professionals, uh, players who are getting paid a, a good money to do this, uh, you know, men who are supporting families. It's a different sort of deal there. Uh, the NFL is not tied to amateurism. Um, there's no, you know, academic type of hurdles to work through. Um, and it's like I mentioned, there aren't a lot of these kind of landmark pieces of legislation occurring off to the side either. The NFL uh, is much more straightforward in what it does. And I think that's another reason it would be hard to believe that it wouldn't happen in some capacity. Uh, you know, the NFL, unlike college, much more of its revenue comes from uh, the broadcast television aspect of it. So, uh, you know, college stadiums are packing, 
you know, in Nebraska's case, 85,000 people into a stadium. The NFL, typical NFL games, more in the range of 60. And they get far more revenue through their various uh, television network deals, not to mention uh, the impact on gambling at a national and international level, fantasy sports as a, a boom in that industry. I mean, there's there are many, many, many uh, reasons that the NFL would be incentivized to play uh, in some capacity. And like I mentioned, these are professional players, so there's uh, more of the possibility of accommodating with some kind of quarantine, perhaps, that's really not possible at the college level. Uh, like I mentioned, the, the TV money is such that empty stadiums in the NFL level are a lot more palatable than they would be in college, a lot more realistic. Uh, you look at the NFL history, I mean, they didn't even miss seasons during World War II. That's when, that's the last time a lot of college seasons just didn't occur. The NFL powered through that. It would be hard for me to believe that they wouldn't find a way to get football in uh, in some capacity. If they don't, uh, certainly professional cities would, would be hurting economically, not to the level I don't think that college cities would, but you'd have to work through how payers, uh, players would be paid, uh, would team workers be paid. You'd have to work through the Players Association and hammer out uh, a number of deals there, contract fallouts. But I think the bottom line, if there's no NFL season, for all the reasons that I mentioned, then this global pandemic related to the coronavirus, uh, I think, would be serious enough that football issues uh, are way down the line in terms of what's important and what needs to be worked through. So those are my thoughts uh, on the football. Uh, certainly it's been a couple months now without sports. Um, it's been an interesting challenge, I'll just say quick, as a, as a journalist to cover um, football and, and some of the different sports when everything relates back to the pandemic. Uh, I think we're challenged to move past kind of the reaction to what's going on and look ahead as these questions do to uh, what the future could look like and, and what po some possible um, angles uh, for, for future features and investigations would be. Uh, and then again, looking at who's most affected by these different things, whether that's players or some of the, the people around the program or, or maybe some people that we don't think of at all. My name is Max Usar, and I recently retired after teaching for the past 35 years at the University of Kansas in the area of broadcast news. Prior to that, I taught at the University of Missouri for another 11 years, also in broadcast news. When you ask the what if on the subject of college football, one of the things came to mind is I wonder how that might affect the admissions process at uh, colleges and universities. If you remember a number of years back, we had the Flutie effect after Doug Flutie had that wonderful uh, closing run in the season for Boston College. Boston College's admissions went up uh, by a tremendous percent for the next two years. Uh, I've always been amazed in talking to my students, both at KU and at Missouri, of how many of them chose to come to that particular university because of something that had to do with sports, even though they weren't actually playing the sports themselves, but that was certainly a big draw. And yes, I did have students who actually came to those universities because of an interest in a particular academic program, but I was always shocked at how many had kind of picked it for 
an outside reason. And I think one of the reasons that we have found that is that there's such a high level of entertainment, both in the in-person viewing of college football and the television aspect of uh, college football. And I think that's especially the case here in the great Midwest, where we have so many college towns, where the local university's football team is one of the big items of entertainment. It's one of the places to be on a Saturday afternoon or whenever the games might be taking place. But as all of this unfolds, I'm wondering if maybe we need to, this whole thing with uh, the coronavirus and the possibility that the season might actually be canceled, maybe it would serve us well to think about how we might want to rethink and redo the role of football at a college and university, particularly in the Power Five conferences. Um, I played ball at uh, Division Three school, Knox College, in, back in Galesburg, Illinois. Uh, Knox currently offers 21 sports and does it with a budget of 1.2 million. KU offers 16 sports and it takes 120 million to do that. And one of the reasons it does is because of the way conferences are set up. And the conferences are set up almost entirely around football. There's no other reason that West Virginia is in the Big 12 other than to play football. The other part of what if there's no NFL, uh, I think a lot of that answer is tied up in the dollars and cents. The TV rights for NFL football greatly exceed that of all the other sports combined. So as a result, there's a huge, huge economic engine taking place when we look at those at the, at the role of the NFL. In some ways, it's kind of its own economy. And then as a result, it also ends up providing a huge entertainment, uh, entertainment venue. And uh, it would be hard for me to imagine a season in the fall that didn't have the NFL around it, particularly that has grown exponentially in its popularity. And I think there's a big difference between the health risks of professionals who are very well played to play, play their sport versus the college players who are simply doing it for a scholarship. This is Max Olson. I'm a national college football reporter for The Athletic, based here in Lincoln, Nebraska. The possibility of there being no college football season in 2020 is a terrifying one for Division I athletics, period. At Nebraska, for example, football brought in more than $96 million in revenue in 2019 and close to $60 million in profit. The entire budget is built around this cash cow. There are dozens of sports that do not generate a profit and completely depend on what football brings in. And this is true throughout the country. A canceled college football season would be absolutely devastating for athletic departments. They would have to make significant cuts shedding not just employees, but also teams. And you're already seeing that start to happen at other schools. This is why I believe there will be a college football season by literally any means necessary. Even if that means no fans in attendance, or even if that means a spring season that creates a number of issues for the 2021 fall season. This is an incredibly complex problem. Uh, pro sports leagues have commissioners and players unions in place to make these kinds of decisions. The power structure in college athletics is far less effective, so the power struggle over finding an acceptable solution will be fascinating to follow. 
but all involved need a college football season, no matter what that looks like. As for the NFL, at this point in time, it seems NFL leadership is very confident that there will be a 2020 season. But if that can't be the case, if COVID-19 makes that impossible, I think the NFL is dealing with very different issues in some ways, but the same basic problem, money. There are all sorts of complex collective bargaining issues that come with that, mostly involving player pay, that would need to be addressed. But there are also fundamental issues that would require a lot of attention going into 2021. What would it take for attending football games to be deemed a safe action again? The unfortunate reality is six-foot social distancing inside stadiums is just not realistic. And you would think that in order for players, coaches, employees, and fans to all be packed into stadiums again, we'd need to be living in a world in which there's not just easy access to testing, but also much faster testing. That, to me, is the chief concern when we talk about football in the fall of 2020. Until we see a dramatic change in the testing landscape in this country, I think being skeptical is probably logical. I'm Welch Suggs from the University of Georgia, where I teach and study sports media. What if there's no football this fall? Well, we could just watch cross-country. I'm kidding, of course, but honestly, that would suit me just fine. My serious answer is that sports organizations are likely to use this to create another barrier between them and the media. Reporters can't reach athletes in most circumstances, and the availability of coaches and other team officials has been cut back severely. When we have games in stadiums, are teams going to be willing to allow roomfuls of reporters whom they don't know and aren't really able to screen back in the locker rooms? Or are we going to do everything by Zoom? What about sideline reporters or the producers and on-air talent who need to maintain relationships with players and coaches? All of the emotion around bringing sports back is going to sweep these questions about media aside. And to be fair, maybe this isn't the most pressing concern right now. But in the long term, sports are always going to need storytellers to keep them tied to the public. And the public is going to demand some level of accountability that really can only be demonstrated by journalists. Fans, social media, and team marketing aren't going to cut it. And if we see sports media wither because of this crisis, everyone is going to suffer for it. This is Jake Sorensen with 93.7 The Ticket Sports Radio in Lincoln, co-host of Early Break from 6 to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday with the general star Steve Sippel. What will happen if there is no college football and no NFL in 2020? Well, there would be a big problem going forward with the revenue for both industries. For college sports, uh, a lot of revenue comes from college football every year. And that would mean that if there's no college football, there's likely no uh, college basketball possibly as well and everything else that comes in the fall. So certainly the majority of the money comes from football, but there's more beyond that. And it's going to create some issues. We saw today that Akron University and the MAC uh, cut three different sports already because of concerns from COVID-19. Cincinnati has cut some sports as well. Um, I think you'll see that be the norm of of sports being cut if you don't have football. I hate to think about the thought of it. It's certainly a possibility right now. It feels like people are optimistic about the chances of it happening in some regard, but there is no way around the fact that if there is no NFL or no no college football, uh, it's going to be a very, very rough 
fall for a lot of people who are looking forward to something to have a light at the end of the tunnel of what's been a, a rough year so far, a rough couple months in this crisis. Um, but you're going to see it impacts a lot of people. It's going to be it's, it's going to impact sports bars. It's going to impact casinos. It's going to you know impact a lot of businesses, and especially in Lincoln. If there's no football. This town runs mostly on Husker athletics. You're going to look at the Haymarket, which you know, which uh, requires events to happen, whether it's concerts, whether it's games, um, and it's restaurants, that's different things down there. There's bars downtown. If if you don't have football this year, those likely could go away or have major problems that uh, will require you know less staffing and certainly um, different hours. I'm sure so. I hate to think about the possibility, but there is no doubt about it, especially in a town like Lincoln, that uh, the loss of college football for a season with or without fans um, in general is going to be a big thing to overcome. And I'd, I'd be curious to see what that looks like going forward for businesses in the areas that thrive and survive, honestly, off of events, off of events like that and see uh, what the upcoming years look like. So I, I hope we don't have to worry about that. I hope that things figure this up themselves out. And uh, we were able to have a season, but certainly um, we were looking at some big, big financial issues and more issues on top of that if there's no season in, in both college football and the NFL. This is Watch the Media. We come your way from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. The questions raised here, what if there's no college season? What if there's no NFL season? Really prompt more questions. What about high school? What about youth sports? How might we reimagine or rethink the values of football? Where does football fit into the American culture? Not just the culture of sport, but of our society. It's a Saturday afternoon and sometimes a Thursday night or a Friday night or a Sunday night ritual in America. You go to the game, you watch it on television. It's what we do as Americans in the fall. It's football. Can we live without it? I'm John Schrader. This is Watch the Media. They really are two completely different sports, even though obviously the fields are the same length and you're using a very similar football and the games are. But the attitudes for them, the values for them, what they mean to the prospective owners of it, the owner of college football is what? The universities, really, above everything else. And then it's the conferences. And of course, it's the fans. The NFL is owned by 32 very rich men. This is an incredibly complex problem. Uh, pro sports leagues have commissioners and players unions in place to make these kinds of decisions. The power structure in college athletics is far less effective. So the power struggle over finding an acceptable solution will be fascinating to follow. But all involved need a college football season, no matter what that looks like. And I think it's going to be a really different place. I think that anyone who thinks we're just going to um, open the doors, turn on the lights, and go back to normal in a couple of months uh, is, is in a little bit of denial. 
I've talked to a lot of experts. The thing that's obviously going to be required is testing, 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 hundreds of thousands of tests, probably testing players every day. I do anticipate seeing football. I don't know when, but if there was no football, NFL or college, I would be shocked. We're all learning that uh, as much as we dislike it, we can live without sports. Um, I think the NFL's draft being such a low-tech affair by necessity is sort of a sign that we are getting to a point where we can expect less and we can, we can be okay with less. The NFL is in a much better position, I think, financially to sustain a one-year hit. Uh, I would like to think that it won't come to that and that the NFL as a professional entity would have a lot more flexibility in terms of when and where and how they conduct their season. The NFL is going to do anything and everything in their power to make sure that there is a season. And if that means having games without fans, then that's the approach they're going to take, or at least they're going to look at that very seriously. There's been an ongoing debate about the exploitation of college athletes. Uh, I think you can't very well, very cynically say, uh, we need the college athletes to show up on campus and to play because they make a lot of money for us. Um, I think you push back the college season, ideally, uh, if there's going to be college football. Outside of the financial area, a year without college football would inflict damage, I think, upon the fabric and the identity of the institutions. Unless some form of the season was salvageable and early 2021 the d direct and collateral damage would would show up in, in shutdowns that we've not seen in generations we will have to maybe accept the fact that people won't suffer for our benefit um, football is a contact sport there's no social distancing in football is the collision on every play. It's the pile-up. It's the sweaty uh, scramble for the loose ball. And that's a really dangerous recipe based on what we learn every day about this virus. It would be the sign of the end is near. If you have no college football or no NFL, uh, economically and socially, it would be just devastating. It, we don't know if it can get worse, but this would be, it's gotten worse. It's going to be the topic of, of debate over the next four or five months. Uh, and I think it's going to be a real high priority from, from everybody, from the president down to uh, athletic directors, down to just the business owner on the street who relies on, on that weekend revenue in the fall. We're not just talking about uh, testing and, and, and the U vaccines, the, the medical solutions. We're talking about uh, innovative and creative solutions that allow it to happen. College football will not be the same this year. I don't know if it will start on time. I don't know if it'll move to the spring. I don't know if fans are gonna be allowed or to what degree, um, but in the end, we need to see it return. And I think we will see it return to its full normalcy, not this season, but in the upcoming season. Take that bitter, awful, chalky horse pill now 
so down the road you can enjoy your Flintstones, your gummy vitamin tablets, which are much more palatable. 